Welcome to Actors 2020 Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Keith, and today we have a very special, amazing guest. His name is McGregory Federique. He's only been on the acting scene for a couple of years, and, and he has amassed an amazing amount of credits. Let's give McGregory a call, and let's see what he has to offer you. And here we go. Hello. Hello, McGregory. It's Johnny Keith from Actors 2020 Podcast. How are you? I'm doing great, man. How are you, man? <laughs> awesome. So what made you even want to get in this crazy business of entertainment in the first place? Well, I was coming from Brazil in a, on a vacation, and I received a text message from Casting360. Okay. And um, they wanted to see if I was interested in the company to use their service for $1.79. I thought it was a scam at first, but, you know, I, I paid the dollar seventy nine, and then from there they signed me up for, like, for 14 days. Okay. And the next thing you know, everything started happening. Um, my first background work was with Adam Sandler with Chris Rock the week of that came last year i was pretty awesome how was adam sandler or chris rock in person whether you interacted with them or not like how were they were they nice did they treat other people nice yes adam sandler came came from the back we, we, um see now i was sitting was in the church he came from the back and he was he said hello to everyone i was like oh snap that's adam sandler it was like 500 extras i actually took off work that day to be on set it was pretty cool man it was a life experience that's all right so who in the movie industry inspires you like who's your real model man that's a tough question <laughs> <laughs> but but honestly, I have to say Denzel Washington. Yeah, awesome. Denzel Washington is one of the guys I actually love looking at their movies and stuff. So Yeah, he's awesome. So you grew up in Elmont, New York. Is that true? I grew up in Harlem, but moved to Long Island and Elmont. You didn't have the acting bug or anything back then. You weren't even thinking about it back then. You were just a normal kid just going to school? Just normal kid going to school, just running around and stuff. They didn't know nothing about acting at all. It seems like you've amassed an amazing amount of credits just in like two or three years. No, no, no. I've been acting at least for a year and a couple of months, like a year, year four or five months now. Wow, even less, huh? Yeah. Yeah, so you're out there hustling. So how do you get all your gigs? I mean, is it just through backstage? I mean, I'm sure backstage is just one little element of it, but how do you get all your gigs? Well, no, backstage is probably the time I most, get most of my gigs because I had an agency. I had to fire them, honestly, last December because they, they weren't doing their jobs. So from there, I just I started doing things on my own. And then that thing, another thing, so I found out that Facebook had their own little thing as well called New York Casting. So I definitely, you know, because somebody had talked about that a long time ago, I actually researched it. And it's amazing. There's a lot of gifts there too as well. Yeah, people overlook that. I've had the, my first interview was an actress, Celine Silver. She says, I average 30 auditions a month. And she was the first person who said exactly what you just said. Facebook, a lot of actors glaze that over and there's some work there to be had if you know how to go out there and hustle so that's awesome so it sounds like you definitely got the party goer and the businessman thing down when you started out i love that bit you were on that uh, stevie appleton video where you played the businessman in the back of that car yeah <laughs> yeah it was kind of funny i was like watching you it looked like you started to sing the song and they're like they like cut you right out like you're not stealing the scene bro <laughs> <laughs> no, it, was, it was good to work with him though i didn't even know i was working out until, until i got on set and we did that shoot probably in a weekday with everybody was not out it was not heavy traffic we did it back of a, a cab and it had light on the side of the door it was awesome man how do you get that gig backstage as well I think so they selected me that's, and i was happy about that okay so on the 
this uh, television series, Rock Island. So you did some stunt work on there. You weren't in front of the camera at all. You were just doing uh, stunt work on that. Is that And that was your first credit? Yeah, that was my first IMDB credit, yes, in 2017. That was something I was really excited about. I really got to give a shout out to, um, you know, Robin Miller. You know, she, she took a chance on me. And that was my first time actually, you know, doing work on a show like that, doing the stunt work. It's pretty cool. It was pretty awesome. I, you know, I'm grateful for it. How are you in such amazing shape? I saw some of your pictures online. It's like you have zero body fat. I mean, you got the six pack, you got the chest. I mean, how is that? Is it you just genetically blessed or no, no. what do you do? No, I work out. I work out a lot now. I, I work out from, from probably Monday through Thursday or Friday because I used to go out to the gym like every single day, Monday through Sunday. You know, when you start the gym, you have they tell you you have to go every day. So that's what I did. And then I started seeing the difference in my body. Even my mom was like, oh, you still look looking different. And people come up to me in the gym like, oh, you look different now. I was like, wow. Uh-huh. And, you don't, and you don't even notice it. People do. Yeah, because you see yourself every single day, so you don't know. Exactly. I know, because me and my wife, we've been married 20 years. We're like, hey, we still look the same. Then we look at pictures. We're like, man, look at all the wrinkles. <laughs> <laughs> And that picture's five years old. What the hell do I look like now? You know? Wow. <laughs> so, but, all right. So you're also an author. You wrote a book called The Spoken Truth. Where did that come from? How did you get that insight about uh, relationships? I was going through a breakup. Mm-hmm. I was going through so much pain. So I decided to start writing. And then from there, I was like, oh, I'm actually writing a book. I started putting the book together. And then from there, I was just, you know, I called it. I was like, you know, I'm just going to call it The Spoken Truth. I was going, I was going, I was in college at then. So, and it, it was my purpose. It was just like, I had to finish this book because a lot of people a lot of people actually like when are you coming out with the book and then when the book finally came out people started inboxing me saying oh I actually wrote a book I'm so proud of you know it's five stars on Amazon five stars on iTunes iBooks Google all the places that's where I'm, I'm happy that I did I have another book called Honor the Spine is a children's book still trying to you know get it together so, so you come out with a kid probably get an app for it so probably a TV show down the line just, you know the actress thing is just have my full schedule it's just crazy I love that thing you did called The Secret Santa where you were the secret Santa for your mom? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I was happy to do that. My mom was shocked when she came through that door. You know, she was, she was, when I came through that door, she was like, what are you doing here? Yeah, that was pretty awesome to have that. And then they promoted me, you know, that was cool. So that was for real? She didn't know anything about it, huh? She didn't know it at all. That was for real, for real. Yeah, that was nice. He brought out the flowers and everything. That, that was pretty sweet. I'm gonna watch that again. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I also like the uh, that little March Madness thing you did. You didn't have any lines in it, but your reaction was priceless. Louis guy was like in your face, yeah, and yeah, you yeah. turned around like, "Oh man, that was <laughs> that's like acting without saying words." <laughs> no, that was funny too. That was pretty cool. So you have a saying that says, oh, "Once you get serious in life, you start to lose a lot of friends." What does that mean? It means that when you start thinking about your goals and your dreams and everything else, people around you, you, you start to lose them because they're not where you were. You understand me? They think that you're probably better than them or they're not focused as you. They think that you're losing them, you know, or they're losing you after that day. So when you, once you once you start getting serious, you want to start doing things for yourself, people around you will start like thinking like, oh, this guy don't want to hang around with us no more because now he's on another level. Mm-hmm. Well, people are not meant to be in your life forever. You know, they can either move up with you or you got to move on it's called growth yeah there you go that's true back to summing up your book i mean i think you said it in about three words it's all about commitment yes. communication yes. and compromise yes pretty ballsy of you to sit there and write a book telling about you you're sharing you 
in there. That's pretty dope. Yeah, thanks, man. It, it took a lot, and I'm happy that everything I went through, you know? A couple of ways that you know you've made it. Do you have a stalker that's out there that's, like, copycatting you? There's a lot of people that actually do copy me because I noticed a lot of things, like, people start hitting the gym, started becoming actors now. They started doing things I start doing. But I don't say anything because to show people, like, oh, this guy's doing it. Let me try to do it. If you want to copy me, then, hey, be my guest. But it might not work out for you because you're not me at the end of the day, you know? That's true. So, on that one video, I think it was called Kidsplaining, where you had a child that was interviewing you. Oh, uh, that... <laughs> yeah, that Kutcher, was pretty interesting. I got to give a shout out to Ashton Kutcher, man. Ashton Kutcher is one of the dopest guys in this world. Because the people that have honestly had called me say, hey, listen, Ashton Kutcher is going to put the video on his page. I thought there was gas in it. So it was like I waited. And then after a week later, I think there was, they, they wrote me like, hey, it seemed like Ashton Kutcher released the photo, um, the video on his page. I was like, you're lying. So I went to check on him. I'm like, holy snap. I'm on Ashton Kutcher's page? Holy smoke. People were emailing me, texting me. I was like, wow. He said, I had the best video. So he put it on his page. Like I said, he didn't have to do that. But he see that, you know, that the chemistry with me and the, and the kid was real. And it was funny. Well, it's got 160,000 views. Pretty popular. <laughs> Yeah. They actually called me a couple of months ago. They said they're going to put the video on the ABC hidden camera show, something like that. So they wanted my <laughs> approval. So that might be coming out this year, too. It might be in the, in the show on ABC later on this year. So you weren't playing a character. Was that truthful? Everything you were talking about on that interview? <laughs> Everything is true, man. Well, I don't know if we have enough time on the show to go into that. That's a whole other rabbit hole to go down. <laughs> I want to focus on your acting career. So the voiceover. So you did a little voiceover work. What's that project on Inmate One Two Three where you played Rudolph? Did you? That was just voiceover only. Yeah, that was just a voiceover only because the character they had someone who had called down. I had the opportunity to do the voiceover. That was pretty cool. And the movie was about a guy that was arrested and was serving years in prison because he had killed someone and he was missing his daughter. And his daughter now his daughter is moving to another state. Now he's not gonna get a chance to spend time with her daughter anymore. So it was it was hard. Breaking. That was cool. Wow. It's interesting how, you know, like I say, back in the day, like when I was coming up, you only had film credits, television credits, and maybe commercials. They say conflicts available upon request, but it was only like film and television. It seems now they got the online and multimedia. They got the voiceover. Mm -hmm. They have some, uh, video categories. Like you could really rack up some credits these days. No, you're right. There's there's a lot of options out there. That's true. It sounds like you started your career off exactly the way somebody would want to do it. It's like you started off you doing your voiceovers, you're doing the extra work, then you start doing short films. And I noticed on the internet movie database page of yours, you have a lot of projects <laughs> in pre-production. Yeah, man, I've been working, man. I've been working. It's not. It doesn't stop there because now I'm filming the feature film called First Love. I, I just found out yesterday I got this another feature film called Circle. I just got cast for. I have another movie. I, I'm. Um. I got cast for called The Red Maze. Uh, what else I have? I have another director called Steve Luke. He does a lot of war movies. He wants me to audition for his movie. I also auditioned for Ken Kushner. I wrote the movie Brawler. I actually auditioned for Michael Pigley. He actually worked with Denzel Washington and Inside Man. Uh, I worked with Paul Castro Jr. He's an award-winning director. <laughs> it keeps going, man. It, it don't stop there. Keep it going. You got to keep going. So, <laughs> And so I guess another measure of success, I guess, for an actor is actually seeing your name on a movie poster. And it seems like that happened to you on The Moth and Brothers. Oh, How did that feel? My... <laughs> 
it feels wonderful, man, when I actually, when the, the director for Love actually posted the poster of my manager, I'm like, yeah, wow, it's just crazy to have my name on a poster. It's unbelievable. People just have to understand that. It's just amazing to see your name on a poster. Like, it still drives me crazy. But the thing that even drives me crazier, when I see the movie poster for Brothers, my face on a movie poster, my mouth dropped. I, I had to actually, I was in shock at least for five or ten minutes because we have a movie premiere this month, actually, April 30th. A lot of people is coming out, a lot of people showing support because the movie's going to be phenomenal, man. To go there actually to see myself on a movie poster, people to come out to see me, it's a moment that I would never forget for the rest of my life. People out there have been busting their ass for like 5, 10, 15, 20 years. They don't seem to have the credits of the success that you have. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In a couple of years, I mean, mm -hmm. what is that? What is it about you? Is it your star <laughs> shining? It's your time. Your next. I mean, what is it? Why? Why are you? Why are you on the fast train to success? I mean, how, how are you cutting in line in front of everybody else? I mean, what? What is it about you? Well, share the, share that with us. My work ethic. Yeah. That's that's what it is. People people sit around and think that people's gonna hand them things, but not for me. I'm consistent. When I'm done with one project. I'm on to the next. When I'm on that project, I'm looking for other projects. I'm consistent. I don't stop. And that's why people reach out to me and book me all the time because they. I don't have to talk about it. My resume, my acting resume, my IMDb page, it speaks for me. So, and not only that, to tell you the truth, I actually spoke to my first Hollywood agent and these guys, they could have hung up the phone in my face. I told them straight up. I'm like, listen, I know I just started acting a year and a half ago, but I am going to be the next Hollywood star. He laughed and he was like, how about this? How about you? You put all your materials together. I'm not guaranteeing you anything, and you send it in, and we'll decide. And I looked at their roster, the client list. There's a lot of big names. So for him, take the time and actually say that to me, and that's that's one in a million. He could, like I said, he could have looked the phone in my face if he wanted to, but he see that what type of guy I am. Like you know what, we're gonna give this guy a chance. Let's see what he got, and we'll take it from there. How many people got a chance to speak to a Hollywood agent, man? Come on. <laughs> All your newer stuff's not even out there. I mean, you have this demo reel on Internet Movie Database, but that's like, I think that you have a, so much more that you haven't even put out there. I mean, look, I mean, your credits are just crazy. Wait until you see the second reel. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's time for an upgrade for sure. Where do you see yourself in five years? I mean, three years, three years. Let's go three years. Three years? Yeah. Definitely getting a shot in Hollywood. That's my goal. And I will get a shot. Oh, you're going to get a shot. So where are you physically right now? What state are you in right now? New York. And so your goal is to come here to L.A. and the Hollywood and try it out here? Make it out here? Of course. When I, once I get to Hollywood and once they let me in, I'm kicking down the doors. I told myself, if I could see myself in, on a movie poster, I could definitely see myself in Hollywood. I don't think you're going to come down here and get a girlfriend and get all involved in her drama and her life. Are you not going to come down here and start smoking that weed or getting on that crack? <laughs> or, you know, I think you're going to come down here here and you're going to be laser focused yeah. you're not going to pay attention what's behind you or what's even beside you yeah. you're going to laser focus on what's in front of you you're going to be a forward thinker you're just going to kick ass and you're going to take names and you're not going to be distracted now we're on the same page exactly that's the goal once i get there yeah it's it's work for me that's who i am this is god gave me this opportunity i'm taking advantage of it and like i said i, I can't wait to win my first award i can't wait to get you know sign with a hollywood agent i just can't wait it's just happening and people are noticing people People know. People know, mm -hmm. man. People know. Like, and I'm sitting there and laughing, man. And like you said, there's a lot of people that have been in this industry and never had a movie credit, never had a movie posted, nothing. So for me to have it like for this amount of time I have, it's incredible. Yeah, they just want to be legends in their own mind. You know? <laughs>
Seriously, they smoke a little weed or they say, hey, I did this uh, extra bit where, did you see that when that big star was coming through the door? I worked with him. Yeah, what did you do? They go, well, I, w I was the guy that opened the door for him. Okay, so you were, so you didn't have any lines. You weren't actually, and they always go, I worked with him. You didn't work. I mean, it's so funny. It's so funny. You're All those right. profession, professional extras. I mean, I, you got to love them. But they're like, <laughs> did I get did I get some smoke on my face? That's a smoke bump. I think I got some moisture. That's a wet bump. You know, it's like, oh my god. <laughs> oh, professional extras. Oh, that's a new one. Oh man. <laughs> Well, well, they just have all the SAG rules. Well, they better feed us in 10 minutes or there's going to be a bump, you know? How you said that too about SAG? Because I'm going to eventually did at least two SAG films already. I'm going to have to eventually join SAG sooner or later because I'm doing a lot of SAG projects. Right. That was my next question to you. So are you SAG eligible right now? No, not right now. But then once this movie, I'm done with the next movie, then I'm going to have to. I, I'm going to be eligible. Well, that's okay. You know, because if you get in a SAG too quick, it's a curse. Then you can't go back and do non union work i was just down at central casting the other day i was talking to this guy and he's just like yeah i'm in the union yeah but i still do non-union oh i can go financial core i can he was giving me all this mumbo jumbo you know i was just like wow you know you're either in or you're out it's not the hokey pokey People acting like the union is bad. It's it's good. That's where the real money is. You exactly. You can do all this other stuff, non-union. You get your demo reels. You get your experience. But there's a time when you got to move up, move forward. You're right. You're absolutely right. People, listen, you know what it is? People just listen to other people, man. And that's why they, they will never make it in this industry. People want to follow the trending topics. What's going on? I don't do that. I don't follow anybody. Stay in my own lane. And that's why I will always win. I will always win regardless because i'm only one person you understand like mm -hmm. that's dumb man but for me i'm going to continue winning at the end of the day so so what advice would you have for somebody no matter where they're at whether they're in you know the united kingdom whether they're here in uh, la or new york they want they got the bug they don't know where to start they don't know what to do and they see a guy like you just bam kicking ass and taking names what do you, advice do you have for those guys and girls my best advice for or everybody out there that want to become an actor should ask yourself if this is something that you really want to do if it is then you take the steps you know you start doing backgrounds you know start asking questions people that have been in the industry longer than you just follow your heart you know if this is something that you really want to do you'll do everything in your power to make it happen it's your dreams at the end of the day that's right. There's so, so, so many hours in a day. Yeah. You can't even let a one day go by without doing something towards your passion. Exactly. People want to sit around, think people's going to help them. People's going to, you know, when they, one of their friends make anything, your friends going to help you. No, people's not going to help you, man. That's the problem with people nowadays. They just think everybody that makes you going to help them. If that's the case, then just give up on your dream now because it's not worth it. Now, are you open to like any type of role? Because I don't see you typecast as anything. Like I know a few guys that's like, okay, you're all tatted up. You're going to be playing the thug. You're going to be, you know, you're going to have a gun and <laughs> you're going to have a gun in your hand. You're going to be talking about weed. You, you can be a boxer. You can play straight. You yeah. can play gay. You can play, yeah. the, you can play the funny sidekick. You can, you can play the leading man. You're in a very unique position. Very unique. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, you're absolutely, and that's crazy how you said that. Because honestly, that will probably be, be my next one, playing as a boxer, a police officer. Now I'm getting an opportunity, like I said earlier, getting an opportunity to audition for Stephen Luke. That does a lot of war movies. I know for a fact I could play multiple roles, so that's why I don't continue doing the same thing as a husband or a boyfriend. I try to expand what roles can I play. Mm -hmm. I watch tons of movies, movies after movies. I was like, you know what? I try to imitate them. I try to mimic them, and then you know, I was like, okay, let's audition for this role. You know, that's that's how I am, man. I just. You got to do your homework, man. You can't play a boxer if you don't know how to box. You need to know how to throw punches, you know, take the hits. Like, you know, you just don't go in the ring and, you know, box. No, that's not me. You know, I do my research before I do something, before I do anything. That's how I am. I read. I love reading books. You got the stunt background to back it up. <laughs> That's true because you see a fight in a movie, it's really hard to fake a fight to make it look good mm -hmm. with the camera death perception. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, because somebody could be standing a foot away from him. If you move your hand and they move their head on camera, it looks like you just hit them, even though you didn't. Yeah, no, you're actually right. Yeah, you're right. I'm grateful, like I said, I'm grateful for that stunt that I got from Robert Miller. You know, everything happens for a reason, man. You know what's so crazy? Some people want to do anything for their dream. People just do certain things, you know? It's like, to me, it's your dream, man. You're not going to go far for your dream. Dream, like it's crazy. I'll do anything for my dream, you know. If I have to go to New Jersey, LA, Atlanta, you know, just to be in, in a movie, that's just me. It's those that want it the most that get it. Right. Well, what about nudity? I saw you did that one like love scene, but what if there was that thing where you actually had to be nude on film? Would you do that? It's a movie called Valentine. I did it on the. That was really that's what that was my first actually love scene. That was crazy to you know actually make love to a woman in front of like what five or six seven people. That was and the director was like, you think that's worse? When you get to Hollywood, it's gonna be like probably 150 people in the room. I was like, ah. So that was just practice, you know. I do a lot of student films because I just want to continue practicing all my craft with student films. And then when it comes to feature films, I know I'll be prepared. You know, people don't people always want to jump into feature film immediately, and then when it's time, they can't even act. And the thing about the camera is the camera will always tell if you're good or not mm -hmm. they don't lie the camera <laughs> don't lie so you can pretend to be an actor whatever the camera won't lie right so i definitely see you coming to hollywood i definitely see you being successful <laughs> whether it's you know commercials television and movies but do you have any aspirations farther than that like producing or directing or do you just want to be an actor everybody <laughs> Uh, yes, you're right. Producing will, will be something in, in the future. The, another question I've written, another interview person asked me, directing will be a part of it too, but I just want to act, you know, right now. I just want to get that Oscar. That's that's something I'm striving to get. And like, like I said, I just I definitely want to win my first award right now, enjoy it, and then go, you know, and then go for the, the big dog. That's me right now. Well, that's very smart because a lot of people, they just try to put everything out there and they're like the jack of all trades and the master of none. They're like, I'm a singer, I'm a dancer, you know, and <laughs> they don't focus on one thing. And then all of a sudden their 20s go, their 30s go, their 40s go, and their 50s are like, oh, I blew it. I didn't focus on that one thing first. Sound like you got your head screwed on straight and you don't have any blinders on and you're just going for it, man. I was very impressed. I've been waiting and waiting and waiting to interview you and finally... I gotcha. God, I'm grateful, man. I'm grateful. <laughs> <laughs> when you talk to people, you don't know, if, am I going to have to cut them down to 12 and a half minutes and put them on with somebody else? Because sometimes it's like pulling teeth to get something out of somebody. And even if they're a good interviewer, they don't have the credentials to back it up. You got it all. Grateful, grateful. Thank you. So it's going to be easy for me editing because 25 minutes is the interview. And then I got a you know five minute buffer, two and a half minutes on each end. We're right at the 33 mark. And I don't see anything that I have to cut out here. This is going to be a 
sweet because it takes like four to six hours to edit one freaking show and it's like my whole life i'm just doing it for free my wife's like get off the computer already boy but you know what i do it because everybody's story is so compelling and i'm seeing people get results people are getting agents people are getting work people are reaching out to other people i'm getting people writing me saying best podcast ever you know and i'm constantly in the top 10 and i'm just like because it's the truth people yeah. telling you the truth man it's telling you their journey their life story you know it's pretty cool so now they can probably inspire other people if they want to you know act or get a job or whatever they want to do whatever dream they pursuing so the podcast is really helping a lot of people out there and that's why i was like you know what i have to be on the show because this guy's doing something really great that's right and then i edit it down so there's no fluff you don't hear the ums and the ahs and things like that or honestly oh my god or um you know so i edit all that out so it's a nice tight show so when people listen there's no fluff they get the information and it's great information you're definitely an asset to this podcast so thank you so much for being my guest today hey thank you for having me i'm grateful thank you so much so is there anything else you want to say in closing to anything out there anything else you want to promote it sounds like we pretty much did it all but it's yours go ahead and say anything you want to say right now <laughs> <laughs> to everybody around the world, if you have a dream that you want to chase, I advise you to chase it. You only have one life to live. If it's graduating college, if it's you know, starting a family or trying to get a promotion at the job, pursue that no matter what. Don't let nobody tell you you can't do it. They're not you at the end of the day. You are you. Chase your dreams. McGregory Federick, thank you so much. It's been an honor. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> All right, bye-bye. It was, a, it was a lot of fun. Definitely, man. Thank you. What a pleasure to have somebody that's so accomplished in such a short amount of time on my show. McGregory, F-R-E-D-E-R-I-Q-U-E. You can Google him. You can go to Amazon and pick up his book called The Spoken Truth. I didn't find him arrogant. I didn't find him cocky. I found him confident and competent. Thank you, Gregory, for being my very special guest star. You are on your way to Hollywood. Look out. Mr. McGregory is on his way. I'd like to thank Joey Jupiter and Loretta Ali, my two women over 50 in entertainment. Those two ladies brought the show back up to number five. Hopefully, we're going to be number three, then number two, then eventually number one, if only for a day. So right after McGregory here, we have two amazing young professionals who have 18 to 20,000 Instagram followers. Why? Well, you're going to have to tune in to find out. One person's name is Ava Westcott, and the other one is actually Isaiah, but he goes by the name of Nadog. You may hear a few beeps because there was just a slight little bit of profanity on his segment. Then we have two actors from the United Kingdom, Jennifer and Ivana. Very interesting. And we're going to close out season two, the 20th episode with Lorena Israelova. I know I just slaughtered that last name. I'm so sorry, Lorena, but I'm saving the best for last. She is amazing. She's beautiful. She's talented. She's in the Screen Actors Guild, and she's a working actress. She is the perfect person to end season two on. 
you don't want to miss Lorena's episode because she is an amazing person to model yourself after if you're looking to get into the acting business. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Actors 2020 Podcast. I'm Johnny Keith, your host, where we promote one actor at a time. If you're an actor and you would love to be promoted, just contact us at actors2020podcast at gmail.com. Now we're going to end this episode like we end every episode with something called The Lesson. Because life is a bitch. Gee, really? Why don't you tell me something I don't already know? Cause everywhere I go, people tell me what to do. Hey, go to church, go to school, you treat me like a fool. Now, I don't need religion, culture, or class. You don't like that fact, well, you can kiss my ass. Yeah, I'm white and I rap. You got a problem with that? Loosen up. And don't be so uptight. Take it easy, E. We got the whole night. Yes, I'm psyched. I'm ready to get the show on the road. I don't want to stop because I just might explode. I'll tell you what, home slice. I'm twice as nice than any bad boy rapper called Vanilla Ice. My lesson, yeah, it's hip. In case you didn't know what I'm here to inform you, I'm better than snow. I don't moonwalk or dunk like these Michael J's, but I can hold my own. You hear what I say? Now listen, learn, because here comes the lesson. Lesson one. Everybody sit down, JK is gonna take you for a ride uptown. Yo, this is the story of the Hollywood game. Choose your path careful, you're the only one to blame. Now when it comes to pot, crack, tweak, or blow, stick to the rules and just say no. Because you're young, you're eager, you want in the movies. Don't think you'll get there by giving up the booty. Cause they'll use you, abuse you, throw you out like trash. And then you'll discover that you're out of cash. Now your heart, your soul is somewhere on the shelf. And you're walking through the streets now talking to yourself. The lesson. Well, you heard lesson one, it's time for lesson two. You have a choice, and the choice is up to you. I came to Hollywood to be a rich and famous star, but for now I'm waiting tables and I'm tending someone's bar. Pictures, classes, agents, where the hell does it all end? Every time I turn around, I'm starting over again. I finally got a break with a five line and under. My life was starting to roar like lightning and thunder. The phone rings, hello? I'm cast in a pilot. My life spun out of control just like an L.A. riot. I walked off the set, said to hell with this old man. The phone's not even ringing and my life is in the can. The lesson. Yeah, final lesson here. Of course it's number three. Now remember, I'm an actor to be or not to be. When the going got tough, I climbed into the bottle. I back on my feet now, revving my throttle on the climb to the top. It's the same old games. Now I'm kicking ass and I'm taking some names. Clawing, scraping, screaming. That was a long, hard crawl. But it was all worth it. I'm a box office draw. Opportunity was there when I took it with a punch. Not now, baby, but let's do lunch. There's a big piece of pie and you should grab your portion. You can be like me enjoying fame and fortune. Boom. That's the lesson. Go and learn it. It's the lesson. Go and learn it. It's the lesson. Peace out. Thank you for tuning in to Actors 2020 Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Keith. Until the next episode. Bye-bye.